Are you paying too much for your home and auto insurance? At Caleb Holloway State Farm, you're a one-quick click call and quote away for some serious savings. Visit www.calebholloway.net or call 706-406-2111 for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, Caleb Holloway State Farm is there. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob. I have Andrew here with me today. What's going on, Andrew? What's happening, sir? Tyler is on hiatus today. Um, we're enjoying this uh, semi-whatever spring-like, not wintertime weather that we're having over here in Georgia. And uh, I, I really, it's kind of a, it's a tease for me. I hate cold weather. It's supposed to snow tomorrow night, I think. But uh, but uh, here we are. Anyways, here we are. So Storming the Capitol st- building. Storming the Capitol building. <laughs> Uh, we want to bring back uh, one of our our favorite guests of two thousand, uh, Mister Rusty Mansell. Rusty, how, Rusty, how are you tonight? I never dreamed I'd be coming in a podcast with y'all two with some bush music. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we might we're going to Bogey Joe's later tonight. Or we, man, that would that would top it off nicely. I heard the onion rings were exceptional. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's new I'm, with you, buddy? What's going on? Oh man, just um, you know it's. Regardless of what's going on in the world with, with the elections and stuff, you know, the sports world, for me, it's kind of winding down a little bit. Got a national championship next week. And, you know, the, the signing day stuff is a little different now because we're in a dead period. But, you know, there's still news, still things going on in the sports world. It's just a, it's just a different time, man. Our, sure. our world's totally different. Sports, you know, everyday life, it's just uh got to kind of adapt whether you like it or not and right now it's just a it's just a different times the best way to sum it up yeah you got to buck we just all got to buckle down you know and even with the sports thing with the football i mean you you know the the guys signing days over and we're getting a, we're ready to wrap up the season with the national championship game between alabama and uh dun 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 ohio state uh and but uh you got a lot of guys entering the transfer portal it looks like a lot of coaches uh cleaning out their their lockers as well so there's a lot going on in college football still the, trans- the transfer portal has definitely changed things. You know, uh, typically in a normal recruiting year, this would be the dead period of time. We'd probably have about five more days of this dead period, and then we'd start visits right back up. Coaches would be on the road going to see prospects, going to see junior prospects. And, you know, this is typically when you see Kirby Smart in a helicopter, mm-hmm. and, you know, going from school to school during January in those times. But, you know, it's totally different, man. But this transfer portal is something I'm learning. It's something, you know, it's definitely new to college football, whether you like it or not. Yeah. It's changed the game of college football. It's not going away. I was just about to ask you, you think, it, you think it's a bad thing or a good thing? I'm, I definitely don't agree with it. I think I don't like it I'm, either. I'm perfectly fine with the graduate transfer. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If you come into a school and you do what you're supposed to do and you graduate, you have earned the right to go wherever you want, in my opinion. Agreed. You know, somebody coming there and staying one year and leaving, I mean, it's just not – to me, I look at the human side of it, and we're not creating, you know, productive humans for down the line. You're sending the wrong message. You know what I mean? Yes. I do. I agree with you 100%. So I think we reward the ones that take care of the business, I, the, the graduate transfer. And even if you do what – you know, just say, for example, Cam Newton. Cam Newton left Florida. What did he do? He went and did his time at a junior college. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Auburn. So – you know, if you go that route, I understand. But just going in and bouncing from school to school, I'm just well. What I'm if not for what what if T. Martin would have got upset and left because he didn't want to sit behind Peyton Manning? Sure, sure. He and wouldn't have won a national championship. Yeah, that's right. In today's game, he would he'd be gone. That's he right. Never, yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Be. DJ Shockley same way. He never stayed behind David Green. Right. Right. Uh, but it's that you know that's different day and age. But you make that decision to go to school. You know, but uh, there's another quarterback you're going to battle. So. Uh, that's another whole topic, but you know whether you like it or not, it's a, it's something that's going to happen. And 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 when you start talking about, you know, politics, we don't have to dig into that on here. But with 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 the way that the, the Senate races went last night, the 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 NCAA now with with the the Democrats leading this deal, uh, the the name image likeness is definitely going to go through. I think so. You know, as you look to news that you know went into last night. 
I definitely think the name, image, likeness stuff is going to move forward, and that's going to be something else that we're going to learn too. You know, uh, I do think the kids should be able to get paid something. If you sell your jersey, uh, you should get a percentage. That I've always been a big believer in that. I agree but, with you. Yeah, who's going to be the who, who? How are we going to regulate when you know uh, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb have a uh, you know they go sit at a barbecue place in Athens every Tuesday and Thursday and you know, making this amount and this amount and this amount. So it's just going to be it's going to be something else to regulate, something else that's going to make college football more of a business. Yeah, it's, and, and, I, and I think there's no – if once once you open that door, there's no way to regulate it. I really don't think there's a fair way to regulate it. Every no, case, really every, case every case, every um, – Every college, the, every situation is going to be different. Every it's all going to be different. Just like you said, you know, down in the south, you you're going to see some guys at some barbecue places and uh, you know signing autographs and doing things like that. And you know, up north, they may be doing car commercials or you know, you just you, there's no way to regulate it. Well, I heard a I had a prospect tell me because I've been asking kids how are colleges recruiting you using this nil information, you know, and. Basically, one kid told me, which I'd never heard of, but makes sense that, you know, the school that was recruiting him was encouraging him, said, listen, you know, we'll have a camp, we'll have a Rusty Mansell camp for you, and there'll be 300 kids there that day, and you can get, you'll get paid for 300 kids. Holy cow. So, yeah, yeah, you know, you don't think about stuff like that, but, uh, you know, there's there's a lot going on, and um, regardless on that side, I know that the NCAA was was hoping that the, the Senate would help them because uh, they're definitely against that part of it, the name, image, likeness deal. And, and now I feel like with, with the way the houses and the, and the Senate is going, uh, I definitely think that's going to be pushed through probably quicker than, than some want. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, the, the other thing, too, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, you're looking at the recruiting thing like that, um, let's talk about the coaching carousel right now. I mean, what what's going on in uh, – like, what is – I mean, we kind of all knew kind of Gus Malzahn was going to be on his way out this year. Um, yeah. Well, so what do you think about that hire? Yeah. That what was, do you think that about was, that hire? That was, uh, that was out of nowhere. It was kind of out of nowhere. And obviously, you know, at some point some, somebody turned him down, probably Billy Napier. And who knows what Billy Napier's holding out for? Because, you know, you turn down Auburn, it's a, I don't care if you're an Auburn fan or not, you, it's proven you can win a national championship at Auburn. The facilities are there. Uh, you know, the, the fan base is there. The players are there. You know, just I don't know what's going on internally there. But, uh, yeah, they definitely went out, outside the box. They went outside the region to get a coach. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, they don't have enough of of, of of opinion of what type of coach he is. Obviously, he's one, but he's got to get some guys on his staff that are connected in the south. they got to be able to go in some of these places like Atlanta. they got to be able to go to Mobile. Auburn's always done well in South Georgia. They got to get better there. Uh, so he's going to have to have some guys and connections there because you just don't hire a new staff and come in some of these high schools. Uh, these high school coaches, these high school coaches, they want to know you and know that you're going to take care of their kid when you go over there. So, you know, to me, it wasn't so much the hire for him. I believe he's a good football coach. It's what he's going to surround himself with and how many people he's got that can recruit in these fertile areas because it is a, it's a, it's a war every day with that many great uh, recruiters from each school. I think surely he keeps Carnell and uh linebacker coach. Surely to God, I think uh, he, surely he keeps one or two. Uh, you're talking about T will. Yeah. Uh, you've got to. Travis Williams. I, I would think Travis Williams has got to stay on, you know, and if not Cadillac as well, but Travis Williams is probably that guy that you, you've got to keep uh, as a key member uh, he's done a good job recruiting inside linebackers. Rodney Garner, I don't know if he's going to keep him or not, which would be hard to say that Rodney so. Garner's. It would be hard to say Rodney Garner not at Auburn, but uh, you know, it, you time expires on people, and, and it happens. And you know, time may have expired on Coach Garner. We'll see. Uh, I know he is Auburn through and through. And even if he's not on the field, maybe they give him something off the field because that guy is is 100% Auburn, and he's given a lot of university. So. I think the one that I'm watching now is Jeremy Pruitt. There seems to be a little bit stirring there. Uh, is he going to make it? You know, they got they announced the other day there's an NCAA investigation. Yep. Uh, internally, they're doing an investigation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just saw, but uh, you know, a few minutes before I came on with you guys, Chris Lowe of ESPN said it could be trending in a way that, that, that Pruitt might not be there. So, 
Ooh, to fire, year, your co- fire your coach this late, that would be scary. You know, you sit here and think, you sit here and think, you know, we all thought, and I'm sure we all thought the same thing, everybody was going to be safe this year. Nobody's getting fired because nobody. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't have a fair shot at a real no, season. No. All, yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, Texas comes open, Auburn comes open, yeah. South Carolina comes open, uh, you know, maybe Tennessee comes open. You know, it's one of those deals where it's crazy that, this many openings were happened, but it certainly has happened. And, you know, it seems like there's some things brewing at Tennessee. We'll, you know, kind of follow that next couple of days. But uh, Tennessee came up, and that would be another, you know, a position I think you can win. Obviously, you can win a national championship there, but um, it's it's uh, it's crazy how quick things change. So, that – so – it sounds like that there's something to that Tennessee thing if they're actually talking about getting prudent. It sounds like there's something to that investigation. Usually there usually that's one of those deals where um can you can we get him on a clause or something because cause Pruitt has everybody has Jimmy Sexton. And, right. and God willing ever if we ever get Jimmy Sexton's ages, you you've hit it because Get fired, it's gonna cost you about three comments to fire somebody. That's right. That's right. And uh, I need that guy you know, on my contracts, no doubt. Now, that's the guy. I think Pruitt, I think Pruitt's like 14 or 15 million. They were to fire him, so I think I read today they just made their last payment to Bush Jones in December. No way, could you imagine, could you imagine if they had to come back and give another 15 million to Jeremy Pruitt? So, I think if they are looking to get rid of him. They're probably trying to find a clause that maybe something violated NCAA wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my speculation. I don't know. I know Coach Pruitt. I think he's a hell of a football coach. I think that things just haven't went well, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they've got to find a quarterback. Now they got a quarterback commit, and they got a quarterback that signed with them out of Texas. A young man named Caden Salter. Uh, he's going to play in the Texas semifinals this weekend. The Texas State Championships are in two weekends, uh, about ten days from now, but. You know, if he can survive this and get this young man to campus, this may be the guy where they can say, hey, we can build something on him. Because I just think right now they have not had a guy that can win games from that position and that'll get you fired. I mean, you got to have a quarterback. I always say Tommy Tuberville was a hell of a football coach. When he didn't have a quarterback, he was out the door. Yeah, that's and, right. and you got to have a quarterback. Uh, and I think that, you know, Tennessee may be hanging – Trying to hang on and get Salter there. We'll see what happens. Speaking of, Georgia got good news on the quarterback front. Yeah. Yeah, JT Daniels come back. Uh, you know, we're checking on it. Pretty sure he's going to have to have knee surgery again. Not anything major. I think he's got to go in and clean it up, maybe right. scope it. Scope it. And he's trying to get his mobility back. Uh, but certainly Georgia, what they've been through uh, the last couple of years, and especially the last 12 months, I think when you see uh, going into an offseason and know, hey, we got a guy that's played four games and our offensive production went from 25 points a game to 36 points a game, which is a massive deal Huge in college football for 11, for 11 points. And look, let's be honest, they didn't play the best teams in the SEC, but at the end of the day, they were still playing SEC teams. Mm-hmm. And then they played, oh, by the way, a very damn good uh, Cincinnati football team. Excellent and I, football team. I told everybody to listen to me. I said, let me tell you, that team is a lot better than you think. And especially on defense, man. And they gave Georgia fits for a while and give them credit for, yeah. for finding a way to win that. But I think JT Daniels coming back gives Georgia fans a sense of peace. Now you'll have Brock Vandergriff, who's there now. Uh, you'll have a, uh, you'll have a little bit more depth. You'll have a young guy that's kind of look for the future. And it's sense of peace, I think, is the best way to describe it because Rob knows this. It's pins and needles. You start talking about Georgia quarterback. And, and if you go into an offseason, another question mark, my goodness, I don't, I don't know how Kirby Smart deals with no, it. I don't either. And two things on that. I actually got to go to the Peach Bowl, and Brittany and I went. Um, and and I and I hate to even say it, uh, but I was I was like, hey, we may get beat today. You know, we very well can get beat today. These guys are fired. And I noticed, you know, even even at the at the beginning when the guys came out, man, Cincinnati was so fired up. These guys were jumping around, and they put it on. They put the camera on our sideline, and our guys are like laughing and like mocking them and stuff. And I'm like, what, are, dude? We're about to get about to get it handed to us today. If we don't get our heads right, and uh, yep. and man, that that field goal kick was uh, it's one for the ages. So it was uh, it was a uh, we almost left early, and uh, I didn't because it was raining, and I'm glad I didn't. So I am a true Georgia fan. Sorry, uh, but I was I was wanting to go eat at uh, two Urban Licks. So, uh, but I, we didn't get to make it there because it was closed for New Year's Day. So. Well, I, it was I a good game to watch. 
for that kid to bomb that man i'm talking about he piped it now yeah he did he i mean he killed you know it. It, yeah i mean he came in there you see a guy make a 10-foot putt and he drains it you know that he knew he was about to make that that kid walked up to that kick and he knew he was about to make that you know i i was reading some on cincinnati last week and they blocked two or three kicks this year and they've got a a freaky uh, defensive back with like a 45-inch vertical. Like he comes up. And if you'll go back, if you watch anything from ground level, if he kicks that thing a foot to the left, he it's, kicks that dude in the face. He kicked it right in his face mask. I mean, that guy got up ridiculously. And, uh, I, you know, you little things like that. You know that they told him, hey, you've got to stay away from this park because this mm-hmm. is where this guy's going to jump. So mm-hmm. there's more that goes into it. So you, you process all that together. But, man, he piped that thing, uh, and, and it was good for another four or five yards uh, on that kick. I'll tell you my biggest disappointment in that game was at the end when we were celebrating. I was stoked. Yeah. I was excited. And I said, yeah. finally, we're going to get to watch them blow the confetti. God dang it, I've been yeah. waiting to see confetti blown for so long. <laughs> what do they do? They didn't have no damn confetti. They just blew the – I was like, where's the, where's the confetti? I was like over there yelling like, I can't believe we don't – they didn't even give us any confetti. But, uh, well, I'm, I don't, I'm standing there. Um, I've been in that building. I was there when they beat Auburn SEC Championship. I was too. there for both the Alabama games, and I was there for the LSU game. But the, the rest of those games, I was on the field. And I'm actually where Devontae Smith caught the touchdown pass. I'm in all the pitchers. I'm, on the, I'm in the end zone standing there but i remember him catching that pass and how quick that confetti started coming down so <laughs> they had the alabama colors and i remember i started taking pictures uh really quick and i looked over and i saw chubb and sony and they're just covered in alabama confetti the worst. i was like man i, I gotta put my camera down i, yeah. I can't you know these kids are going through enough. They don't need. They don't need this documented, you know. And uh, but it, that's how quick that confetti comes down. I mean, literally, they sack him. It's second twenty six. You're like, oh, it's over. Aim and and then that happens, and literally so quick. Georgia fans, Georgia players were covered in Alabama confetti. It was crazy how quick that happened. That may be why we didn't get any, they didn't have any confetti set up for this year's <laughs> game. So, what what do you what are your thoughts on uh, on these guys that uh, opt out of these bowl games? Uh, you know, and I kind of understand it from a payday point of view. If they're looking to play at the next level, I kind of get that. But I also know that when you sit down and you make a commitment to a university, sure. I kind of feel like that's that's part of your commitment to the university. You know, and who was the first? Who was the first who did that? Was it Leonard Fournette a couple years ago? Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, you know, when that happened, I knew what was fixing to happen. I knew what was fixing to happen. Uh, and as a fan, as a fan who watches football, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. Right. I, I'm just wired different. You know, we're all Lynn Honeycutt mold. You know, you you play for your team first um, in that deal, and and I'm not a fan of it. Now, you put yourself because I've met people. And I've met all these kids, and I'm really close to Trevor Lawrence's dad, really close to mm-hmm. him. We talk every week. We've talked every week for five, six years now. So every week when I watch Trevor, that's not my kid. But every week I kind of wince going, oh, man, I hope this kid don't get hurt tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, so me knowing what people go through and knowing that Trevor's a $60 million kid. Well, not everybody's a $60 million kid. But some of these kids that are first or second rounders, they're trying to change their entire family's life. Sure. So I kind of understand if you're not in the playoffs, one or you know, if you're a second rounder, if you get that grade, you're a second or first rounder. I kind of understand, like, okay, I don't like it, but I know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Now I think there's a lot of kids that are doing it that have no business doing it. That's you know what I mean. That's that's, that's, that's the problem. The problem. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, there's some guys doing that. That I had, and and I'll tell you this too, not to rat people out, but there's a lot of kids that are opt out, and they never tell you they're academically ineligible. Mm, okay. oh, they, yeah. yeah, there's a listen. There's a lot more than that than you think. There's a lot more, and I have no business reporting that. You know, that's not my. That's sure. not what I cover. 
but there's a lot of kids I know about, and not just at Georgia. There's a lot of kids oh, I know everywhere. at school yeah. that they that are academically ineligible, and and they what they what happens is if you're a senior and you know you're not going to graduate, and you got all these classes on you and all this other stuff, they just go ahead and give up on it and mm-hmm. get the, and get they just start preparing for football. Right. Well, and and get ineligible, and that's what happens, and and it can happen to anybody. But that part of it never really comes out. But there's a lot more kids that are academically ineligible for the bowl games than you ever gets reported. And that's something I never would have thought about, honestly. Yeah, it yep. it, it sure does make you appreciate guys like Derek Brown and guys like Derek Brown. Oh, gosh, he, they had no, he had no reason to play in that bowl game, but he did. You know, Azizo Delore. I mean, he knew he was going pro. I mean, he knew he was going. He's got a first-round grade. If Azizo Jalari doesn't play today, Georgia might not win. He had two biggest sacks in the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so, you know, next morning at 8 o'clock, Azizo Jalari at 8 a.m. declares he's going for the draft. But Derrick Brown had no reason coming back. I mean, Derrick Brown came You're back exactly for right. senior year. You know, and he came back for Auburn. And, and I'm glad he went where he went and went so high because he did it the right way. And uh, not everybody can do that. And I certainly know Derrick's family, and he's not in a situation where – you know, money was a big deal to them, and, and he, he rolled the dice, and uh, it paid off for him. So, and he's you know, playing he really well in the NFL. Oh, God, he's a, he's, a, he's a baller. I tell you, I, I went and picked him up one time. He was a junior in high school, and we were going to the Rising Seniors game, and we were reporting to the hotel. And uh, something happened. His parents couldn't get him all the way there. So I met him on, off of 85 and picked him up. And I saw this kid come out of a back of about an 88 Taurus. Wow. And I'm telling you, the the bend he had on him to get out of there, I knew he was flexible. And I was like, this dude, <laughs> this kid is different, man. He's, so, a, he's an athlete to get in and out of that car. He takes an athlete yeah, to get out gets, of it. Gets, it's funny because he gets in my truck and he's like, damn, you know, this is, this is nice. Big room. I just had like a, you know, a basic F-154 door, nothing crazy. So fast forward four or five years later, uh, him going to his senior year, I'm, I'm at Lanier High School covering a kid, Philip Webb, who wound up going to LSU. And, uh, Derek pulls up, and he's got the damn nicest big F-150 King Ranch you can think <laughs> of. All I can think is, man, that kid's earned that one. Because, That's right. uh, yeah, he had a big, nice one. He had plenty of room, and maybe I, maybe I helped Ford out, give him a lift one time, because he's sitting there, I remember him going, man, it's nice. You know? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to get me one of them. <laughs> he dang sure did. Yeah, sure. Right. Well, you got um, – here and what what do you think about uh Sarkeesian hire? What do you think about that? Uh I think that I think that Sarkeesian is one of the best offensive minds in football. And I, and you can put away all the, the stuff away from him. You know, I know that he got in trouble with Washington, you know, he got them in trouble. I know that the USC deal with alcoholism mm-hmm. and, and he's been he's been very public going through all that. I'm always a little bit hesitant on on one thing. Right now, he is an incredible offensive mind, but he has the best players in college football. Oh, sure. I was going to say, words yeah. out of my mouth. You, you he, got, has the best he has a quarterback that's the top three or four quarterback in the country. He has the best wide receiver. If not, the other the, wide receiver other that two. got hurt was the best wide yeah, receiver. That's right. They've got two NFL first-round offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just – to me, I, I, I kind of hold out and see what he does. At Tech. He's got to be able to recruit his guys, and I give him that. Uh, and schematically now, he can, he, can, he can put some stuff together that gives you issues, but it's a lot easier to do. It's a lot easier to play golf with the best technology than it is go out there and try to play with some old pings right. against somebody is the best technology I've got. So uh, we'll see what he does at Texas, but I will say – Offensive mind wise, uh, he, he's he's pretty damn good. But you know he's going to have to get those caliber of players to be able to do what he's doing. Because I'm telling you right now, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in a minute. I don't see Ohio State beating Alabama. Alabama is 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 as elite as it gets right now. Yeah. And and they will. And, and listen, they're they're Jalen Waddle's not going to play. I mean, this is a whole distraction thing. I mean, that kid he might come back and play two or three plays, but. Uh, he's not going to come back and ruin his chance as a first-round draft pick. And probably he's not in football shape as anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just imagine if they did have Jalen Waddle and, and what he did and what he can do. Georgia played them with Jay, both of those guys. And they let them at halftime. 
And and both of those guys took over the game, the game. in the second half. They took over the game. And Georgia had two NFL cornerbacks in Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell. They still couldn't cover them. Mm-mm. You know, so it's it's going to be – I just want to see what Sark can do and can he get those types of players because right now he's calling plays with the best offense in the country by far to me. Because we all feel like the three of us could – we could put up 20 points on the sideline coaching Alabama. We may not be able yeah. to beat many teams, but we could put up 20 with that yeah. with that kind of talent. Yeah, just stay out of the way. That's and, right. And listen, That's right. I could get I, I, I could get four, I, 14 yeah. points out of a out of a mop uh, with a helmet on it. Well, on they the got a, the they got a running back that can fly as well. Yeah, literally fly. Yeah. He's a freak show, man. I spent a whole week with him at in Texas and uh, at the Army All American game, and great kid. He hate absolutely hates doing interviews and. Um, uh, quick story with him. All these people run up to him with all these, you know, mics and everything, and they're trying to talk to him, and he just he walks off. And you know, I walk up to him. I don't have. I said, "Look, I'm not recording this." I said, "Let me let me holler at you for a minute, you know." And I said, "Look, if you'll if you'll go over and talk to those guys for two minutes, I'll make sure they don't mess with you for another two days. Just give them two minutes, man." And um, he's like, "All right, all right." So he went over there and talked to those guys. Then wind up being five or ten, but. I, Tua, Tua went over there and saved him, which was which is a good story. Tua walked over there and I said, "Man, you better go get him." And <laughs> so Tua walked over there and saved him. And and uh, we're sitting in the locker room, and I mean, sitting in the hotel where we stay at. And the media can't go into the players' lounge. I can go in the players' lounge because twenty four seven is a partner with a with a thing, so I can go hang out with them, eat ice cream. Uh, me and Derek Brown and Ben Cleveland eating late night ice cream sandwiches is always a good story. <laughs> I bet they can put away some ice cream. Yeah, sandwiches. I bet you did. Hey, exactly. you've seen three happier guys in your life. <laughs> Unlimited ice cream. They got those you know, those little sliding door freezers and it's just stacked up with cookie ice creams. They've got everything all yes. week. So, man, we would. I would see. I would see Derek and Ben every night late, kind of give them that wink, wink, and we'd all walk down there and get us an ice cream. Every night. <laughs> They work theirs off. I'm still working off those ice creams. Right. Yeah. Right. Derek Henry, man, you look at this guy's doing in the NFL right now. And, and nobody hardly even talked about it this year. You know, he went over 2,000 rushing yards this year. And hardly anybody talks about it. But, I mean, he a guy that size, that athletic, that, I mean, and when he hits a hole, when he gets past that that first line, those guys, those guys back there, they don't want to tackle him. Mm-mm. Nobody wants to get in there and try to tackle that man. And uh, and he open hand slapped a few people on their backs uh, on some of those long runs. But if you're a defensive back, you pray that linebacker gets it. Yeah, you're like, don't make me try to tackle Derrick Henry. Are you kidding me? I went to Uly, Florida, when he was a sophomore in high school, and went down to see him. And I met him. Met him at I actually had him at one of my camps in Orlando, Florida, at MVP camp, Orlando, Florida, his sophomore year, first time I ever saw him. Uh, he probably had 20 offers then, and I and I was one of those guys like, I don't know if this guy's gonna stay at running back. Yeah, I really didn't know, really didn't know. So I go down to Uly, Florida, and I spend two days there, and I watch, I watch Uly play Bowles High School in Jacksonville in a spring game, 10,000 people at a spring game. It was insane. Every college coach you could think of was there: Kirby Smart, Mike Bobo. All, every one of them were there. Gus Malzahn, they were all there as assistants. No head coaches this time. It was all assistants. Jeremy Pruitt was there. Everybody was there on the sidelines. And I remember watching him play running back that night, and he made a couple of runs. I was like, golly, this is stupid. This guy's going to play running back. And yeah. uh, I went and watched him work out the day before um, and met him over there. And he did a – him and, like, three teammates were doing the work. And Uli's a really, really small – Kind of reminds me of Lindale, just a one little school town mm-hmm. uh, right outside of Jacksonville, and it's kind of all they had. I mean, I stayed in Yulee. They had like a – fortunately, all they had was like a red roof in, and that's where I stayed for two nights <laughs> there. And uh, had a little Waffle House in the parking lot, so that's kind of where I stayed. But uh, I remember watching him do leg press. I mean, it was – I had to go back and find the picture. It was ridiculous what he was doing at the end of his – this was at the this was like May of his sophomore year going into his junior year, and – uh, he committed to Georgia right after that. Was committed to Georgia for about seven or eight months, and then he decommitted and went to uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Actually, land- Jeremy Pruitt was his lead recruiter. Actually, landed him for Alabama, and he stayed committed for the the net remaining year. And you know what a get for them. And I'm just telling you, man, that is a that is a massive human being 
when you see him in person. But it always kills me to watch him. He's running away from NFL defensive yeah. back. Yeah. That's, that's what know, I was about to say. Is his speed, he, he, he just looks like he's moving. Like It don't even look like he's moving that fast. But then when you say, like, when he gets in the back, in the backfield back there, those guys, they, they can't even catch up to him. And he's moving. He's, he's just, I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete. Maybe yes, something, I mean, there's maybe something in the back of your mind as defensive back also saying you don't want to catch oh, him. Hell no. I'd pull a hamstring. <laughs> my calf would cramp. Something happened. <laughs> like, I'd have a chip fracture on my knee, coach. Right. I can't get him. <laughs> Business decision. But, yeah. uh, big guy. Good, great kid to cover. Never had any issues. We had him at the Army All American game. We played that week, and and um, had a really good week out there. But you know, it was funny. There were still people that were saying when he gets to Alabama, he's going to play linebacker, and I think it just kind of fueled him. But hey, I'm going to play running back. Prove he's going to win the Heisman. He's freaking killing the NFL. Just yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd probably be a hell of a linebacker too. Oh yeah, oh, if, he, if they no put him there, be playing, yeah, yeah, he'd be playing NFL, no doubt. Wow. And you got. Um, and, and and we know we talked the last time we talked to you we talked about uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, and that that Joker had six touchdowns, six rushing touchdowns Christmas. I mean, just yeah. like and you was wanting and and, and the, they weren't going to put him in. He only had five, and then I think they lined up and everybody the the you know what little bit of people was in the stadium was was booing you know Sean Payton for taking him out. Yeah. And then they got him back. They actually got the ball back and got him in there. and He got six, but um, you know. You talk about the the kids that you saw that that you oh, kind of helped through the helped through the ranks, yeah. and uh, you like to see the good things happen to the good ones. I tell you what, I don't know if y'all follow him on Instagram, but that's kind of where he. I don't know if Al, I don't think Alvin's even on Twitter. He's, he's a big Instagram guy. And after he after that game, the next day, uh, it's probably two or three o'clock in the afternoon. He posts a story, and he's out in the street with like six little kids riding bikes in New Orleans. <laughs> and, he's, and he's got the kids racing, and he's giving them 20s for whoever wins. That's funny. <laughs> you know, and that's just who he is. You know, he's he's in there cutting it. He don't know these kids. I mean, he don't know who those kids were. Right. They were riding bikes, and he was like, this, this race. You know, so they're, they're racing past him. And whoever wins, he gets a 20, you know. And that just tells you what type of dude he is. Six touchdowns, the next day he's out there playing with kids in the street in New Orleans. Let them race for twenty. And that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. That's that's cool. That's real cool. Good guy. Yep. He's supposed to get paid. Uh, Nick Chubb's gonna get paid. I mean, oh yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, no Nick doubt. Chubb, but, hey, it'll be interesting because of the Gurley situation where Gurley got what nineteen million for a year, and nobody's gonna do that again or anybody. No. I mean, that does not happen. But I think that Nick can probably get. I think Nick can maybe get nine or ten uh, per year, which would you know. The money he's got now is life changing, but if Nick can get a five or six year, sixty million dollar deal, uh, he Nick's the type of guy that could play six more. How many games uh, did How many games did Nick miss this year with his knee? He missed about five. That's what I was. Five. Yeah, four or five, and he still got over a thousand yards rushing. Yeah, yeah. I mean. If you watch the Browns, if you watch as much, I know you guys watch it. I know Rob, you especially watch a lot of NFL. Yeah, it's so hard to get a four yard gain in NFL. It's so hard, and if you're second and six, you're in a great situation in mm-hmm. NFL. The Browns are always in second and five, or second yeah. six. I don't even know why they don't give him the down ball more. They and he's splitting these carries with Kareem yeah. Hunt. I mean, he's, yeah, and, he's, that, and, and that guy's no slouch. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Got eight hundred yards. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got eight hundred yards. So it. Yeah. But that's that's the thing about you know even Nick like was it, it was last year he missed. I mean not, he hadn't even played a full season yet because he was his rookie year he he started about after the sixth game maybe or the fifth yeah, game they yeah. started him, and then mm-hmm. last year I think he had a little bit of an injury. Did he have an injury last year? I can't remember what happened, but I know that he had a thousand yards. Yeah, he had a, he still had a thousand yards. Yeah. So he had a thousand yards, and they gave him the they played the Falcons in the last game of the year. He gets a thousand yards, and they give him one more handoff. They lost three yards. He ended up with nine hundred ninety. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Nine hundred, and and I'm telling you something that fueled him now. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen him. again. That wasn't going to happen again, and you know he got his thousand. And this year, in short year, uh, I don't know who they're saying is significant player with COVID, but I hope to God it's no, not I him. I do too. I do too. I hope it's not 
him because Chandler just got a brand new tub jersey in this week, <laughs> ready to wait it Sunday night. <laughs> did you get, did you get the orange one or the brown one? I got the brown one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got the brown one, just nice. because I did. I've got a. I've got a. I've got a. Is a uh, one of his all American jerseys. Got one of those, but uh, I just wanted to get a. Uh, I was like, I was watching my dad. I was like, I don't have a damn tub jersey. I mean, I've got several things. He's autographed several things for me. I've got a football autograph. I've got a Lindy's magazine with him on it. Uh, autograph. I got a picture I actually took of him when he was in Cedartown uh, playing. First time I ever saw him play, he saw him play Pickens County. He had like 400 yards rushing, like five <laughs> touchdowns. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, I, get the, I get those pictures blown up and get them signed. I got a picture of Trevor in the Georgia Dome he signed. and uh, I got a picture of Alvin in the Georgia Dome uh, after he won the state championship. got that signed. So that's some cool stuff. What do you got? What do you, what do you, what's the, I know Trevor's looking like he's going to Jacksonville. How's, how's that yeah. looking? You know, I think when you dig more into it, um, and I, I don't really push his dad too much or stuff like that, but I think they're well aware of, they've got four picks in the top 46. Mm-hmm. They've got more cap money than anybody in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're about to get a new head coach. Yep. So I think when you look, I think when you start looking and you think of, oh, my God, my kid could play for the Jets, um, you, you really start thinking, damn, Jacksonville's not that bad. Yeah. You know, well, you got to be island. To look be, at the ownership know. there. They're, they're not afraid to spend money, and they have yeah. lots of money to spend. They have lots of money to spend. Yeah. And they're putting themselves in a great position. That's a good position. It's a, you know, there's a lot of things you look at, and, and it's the smallest media market in the NFL, you know, but Trevor is going to be able to bring his own media. He's going to be able to have um, his own – he's going to bring a ton of eyes to that team. Um, so it's one of those deals where had he gone, say, the Giants – say he went to the Giants and not the Jets. I mean, the the marketing there in a city like New York and the, and the eyes and stuff like that, it's, it's really a lot, of, a lot more money, but – there's a lot of things that go into stuff like that too. You start talking about no state taxes in Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. When you start talking about sixty million and no state tax. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a, a no-brainer. Huge, that's a <laughs> well, huge he could he so, could he could have a nice little setup there in Ponte Vedra or St. Augustine yeah, as well, and, and be just yeah, fine. Yeah, he's only yeah he's five be what six hours from home, five hours from home. Yeah. And, uh, family could still drive down mm-hmm. and and see him. His dad, you know. I had to poke him with my heart every now and then. I'm like, man, I kind of hope I don't get that pick. He's like, Rusty, don't don't put that on us. <laughs> that would be too much for Trevor to have to yeah. deal with every game. You know, just just too close to home. It is. But, you know, there'd be tickets. People want tickets now, but uh, that'd be cool. Maybe maybe that maybe Trevor will play Chubb in the AFC at some point, and I can go catch those two play. That'd be that'd be that pretty would be cool. Awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Two I- kids from Northwest Georgia. So yeah, well, I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, you got, you know, what are we looking at after this after this national well, championship game? You got Fields is in the mix. Fields too. is in the mix. Yeah, Fields is that. Fields is in the mix now. Um, I, I think that the Falcons they need so much more, but yes, uh, I just think that this is a ten year pick, and uh, if you get a chance to get Justin Fields, you get him because it's a perfect situation. Uh, you at least keep Matt Ryan another year. That's a guy you can learn for. Maybe mm-hmm. keep him two years. I yeah. mean, Aaron Rodgers had to sit two years for with Brett Favre, and with, uh, with Favre giving him no tips, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, <none>. no. <laughs> Matt Ryan would not be like, you know, yeah, Matt Ryan he would, he would be helpful. I, I think, I think it'd be great. And I don't know. I did talk to Justin's dad after the game the other night, a few texts, and uh, do know him, and and just told him, I said, man, that was just. You know how he stood in there. I know he was hurt. Oh man, he, he got popped. I thought he, he broke his ribs. He got. I, I, I guess I saw the comment. He said he didn't know what they diagnosed with. He just went in the tent, took two shots, and came back out. So <laughs> I knew, I knew he had to take. Because I'm telling you, he could. After he made that throw, uh, after he came back in after one play, made that throw, he couldn't. He couldn't play. Yeah. So he goes in the tent, takes the shot, gets into halftime, and uh, once that numbed him up a little bit. So, but Shannon Terry, uh, my my old CEO, who owned Rivals, who owned Twenty Four Seven. Very, very connected guy. Uh, tweeted today, said that Justin's fine and the ribs will not be an issue, according to a lot of people. 
And um, I won't say who he's tight with, but he's very, very close to somebody that lives in Nashville, so it's on game day every week. So imagine that that, that source he's got up there, <laughs> Herb Street, imagine that that source probably let him know that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that the, field, the field is okay. It uh, rhymes with Schmerzschmeet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got uh, so what do you 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 taking if you're in Atlanta's position you're taking you're taking Fields over the guy out of BYU kid out of BYU. I don't think he'll be there. I don't think we'll I don't be either. there. I think, I think he's going to go a second pick. I think he'll be gone. Yeah. I think some of these people are going to trade up because there's really, you know, there's a lot of people that are really high on people not talking about it because only played one game. There's a lot of people that are really high on Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of Justin Abair last year, where he just kind of sit in they the shadow, two and all those guys, and he had a, he had the best rookie year of all of them. Yeah, he did. How how would you I, like to get was, your starting job like he did? Yeah, no kid. No <laughs> kid. The starting quarterback gets his lung punctured yes. with a, by the trainer on the sideline, and he's the guy, yep. you know. And he's yep. legit. Taking I mean, taking a shot. Yeah, he. You know, this guy. He, he's. What I saw of him, he's legit, man. He's he's going to be a good quarterback for a while. They just got to put the right people around him and let him get yeah. better at reading defenses. But I think he's – man, he's phenomenal. I think he'd be a good player. But, you know, getting back to that, I think Trey Lance out of you know North Dakota State is a guy that a lot of NFL teams are high on. So yeah. you could potentially see four quarterbacks go into the top ten. Yeah. And I think Zach Wilson and, and Trevor are probably going to go one and two. I agree. Um, I, <clears throat> I tell you this talked to a lot of NFL people I've met over the years and there's going to be a lot of eyes on how Justin Fields plays against Alabama mm-hmm. because this is going to be a team uh, he played unbelievable the other night but I think they exposed Clemson especially in the secondary yeah uh, and if you got guys that can run by people Justin Fields is going to hit you in a minute and he proved the other night Alabama, they're not going to run by Alabama. No. So it's going to be legs, decision-making, processing, those types of things. Um, and there's a lot in it. But he plays good against Alabama. I'm just telling you, there's going to be some that think he could go number one, and if not, number two for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just according to who the Jaguars hire. I had, at the end of the day, I have a hard time believing – Somebody's going to put their job on the line and pass on Trevor. Right. Uh, but if they were to hire, just say Urban Meyer, who runs a little bit more of a, you know, he runs a quarterback a little bit more than, than if Fields plays good this week. This is a big game because he played really good, but against Indiana Northwestern, he was not good at all. I mean, no. those games were those games were average and below average. So. Yeah. This is a big game for Justin Fields, and I think if he plays good, even in a loss. If he plays good this week, that that quarterback race is going to get real interesting. Well, let's take it back a few years. You got Michael Vick uh, when he was at Virginia Tech, and he just showed out. You know, just absolutely put put all his skill set out there, and uh, it made him ninety seven million dollars richer in the draft. So, sure. so and yeah, down so, near beat Florida State by himself. Yeah, by himself. I mean, unreal what he did. That, so. was, that was that 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 yeah that that that's what this could happen right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justin could. I mean. Alabama's not quite where they've been before on defense, but they're still damn good. Yeah. And and their strengths are Clemson uh, or Ohio State strengths. Ohio State's really good on the outside. So is Alabama. So we'll see how that matchup. Patrick Sertain versus Chris Olave is a major matchup for me because Sertain has not given up anything. Anybody. I don't know if y'all heard. I just saw Brian Kelly talking about it. They said he told Ian. Uh, the quarterback in the uh, book at uh, Notre Dame said, don't throw over there. <laughs> they didn't throw at him yeah. one time, not once. That's, and that's he, huge. He's gonna that's play, he's gonna, yeah. yeah, he's going to play against Olave. They're going to man him up, and that's Justin Fields' guy. I mean, that's his guy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see We'll see what happens. I think there's really some good uh, inside matchups for this game. And uh, we did a good story on 24-7 today. I don't know if you guys saw it. Bud Elliott did it. said, this is the highest-rated game ever on paper, prospect-wise, of uh, four and five stars. This is the biggest matchup ever uh, as far as recruiting rankings. So, wow, uh, there's gonna be dudes everywhere, hey, all this, over the field. This is, to watch. this is a kind of a this is a kind of a national championship game that they could you, uh, actually sell on a pay-per-view. I believe. No, it's it's it, I it'd can't be a, it's a pay-per-view game. 
Oh, yeah, no question. No and question. I'm with you. I think Alabama wins, but I don't think Alabama puts them away. I think they no, beat them. No, 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 I don't think so either. No, I don't think so either. I, I think that Alabama could win this game, you know, 38-30, uh, something yep. like that. But yep. you got to score – if you're Ohio State, you got to score minimum 35. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You're not, you're not going to even come close if you're not in the 30s. You're not going to slow. You're not going to slow. You're not going to slow them down. It's not about. Uh, it's about the amount of stops you hope you can get because you know you're going to give up points. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in thinking you average five possessions per half. You got ten possessions, give or take a turnover. You know, if you get four, if you can get four stops guaranteed, four stops. That that's you got to outscore them. So we'll we'll see what what Ohio State can do with them. Even if you look at Alabama, if you say okay, Alabama's defense is is a, is an average defense this year. Their average is so much better than everybody else's best. Well, they're average to themselves. To they're themselves, not average correct. to other teams. Right. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. They're they they got five stars waiting behind five stars. Yeah. I mean, they just get the the stock the the stables are full. I mean, the stables are full. It's both sides of the ball. It's unbelievable. Maybe one day of Georgia have that problem. <laughs> well, Georgia recruits well. They do. They, they do. recruit they do. well. Hey, Adam Anderson looked great the other day at the Peach Bowl. Looked great. You know, it's kind of a it's, it's a it's a money year for him. So, um, you know, and he just he kind of reminds me. Andrew, remember this guy? Kind of reminds me of Barkevius Mingo from LSU about seven or eight years ago. Yep. Guy that just flew off the edge that he went to the NFL combine. He was like 220 pounds, just wasn't big enough. Right. Uh, but crazy enough, and, and the Browns take him in the first round. He doesn't do crap for like three years. Well, he winds up going to the Raiders, and they just use him as like a third down pass rush guy. And he's about 235, 240 now, but he is so fast off the edge. And that's the way Adam is. Man, mm-hmm. if you blink, he's gone. So I just think that he's a guy that. I can't wait to watch him run at the combine whenever he goes because I'm telling you, Adam can fly. Um, he, I watched him run four by one hundred for Rome relays uh, for Rome relays team there for three years, and it was so weird to see you know out there with all the wide receivers. You got this big six four linebacker running, <laughs> you know, he was running the third leg for Rome. I was like, my God! But uh, I, I think he's gonna have a big year next year, and, and we all probably know a little bit about Adam's situation. He it would be life changing money for him sure. or his family. Yeah. So, I hope that uh, you know he's a good kid I, too, man. He's a good really kid. good, he's a good kid. kid. I, I hope that he uh, uh, gets everything coming his way, and Me hope too. he has a great year for Georgia next year. Me too. I ha- I hope that uh, I hope he goes out there and does his thing for sure. So we'll see. I got pieces coming back, but um, you know you got to have a quarterback. Care who you are, and you got to have a guy that's got a little bit of mobility. So if JT Daniels goes ahead and gets that done now and gets cleared up a little bit, and I have no problem with that. You know, even if he were to. You know, be a little bit not 100% spring practice is still not a problem. Uh, him throwing in the offseason and, you know, getting to meet these kids is so hard. It's so crazy mm-hmm. the situation. People don't realize, I mean, he gets here in June. He's never even met any of these guys. Yeah. Like, he's never met any of these guys. The, so The thing uh, that I the thing I noticed with JT the other day, um, I think we've always been like, we, we've always kind of wanted to have somebody that could get the ball down the field to some of our wide sure. receivers. And, yep. there, and there ain't yep. no doubt. I mean, he has got yep. a freaking cannon on him. But you can tell his mobility, and he's he's limited a little bit in his mobility. But man, when he cuts it loose, I mean, man, he can he can freaking throw it. It's unreal. I like that he doesn't try to outsmart. You know, I mean, if it's third and eight, he's going to throw it to George Pickens. Yeah. You know, he's going to George Pickens. Yeah. And if it's not, it's Jermaine Burton. But he's going to give his guys an opportunity, and that's one of the biggest things I talked to a lot of quarterback coaches. One of the biggest things is instinctive trust, mm-hmm. and that is to throw it to your guy when he's covered. Right. And he doesn't throw it scared. Gone. He never yeah, throws it scared. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. You got to be. That's a hard thing to probably do. Uh, Jake Crom didn't do enough of that. I, I thought you had to be pretty much open for Jake to, to hit you. Yeah. And uh, Jake didn't want to throw in covers too much. So I, I just think when you, when you, uh, you, you find somebody like that. It's got that gunslinger, gunslinger mentality. Yeah, so I was about to say, <laughs> my guy, my guy can make a. I'm gonna throw it to Pickens because my guy can make a play, mm-hmm. and and he's he's really caught himself getting some good yards and some and some positive chunk plays by doing that. What do you think about Fromm? You should, you think he should have stayed his senior season? I do, and um, you know I know why he left. 
I know, I know Jake's family well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some question marks. You know, Jake Fromm didn't know if George Pickens was going to make it through the offseason. He didn't know who Darnell Washington was. He didn't know who Jermaine Burton was. He didn't know who Trey McKitty was. You know, when you're looking at this thing right now, last year, this very week, this very time, right now, as we made this decision, he barely knows Todd Munkin. All his receivers are gone. Mm-hmm. All these freshmen are coming in. You don't know who these guys are. Right. And then you're sitting here with George Pickens, and you don't know if George is going. George got thrown out of one game, gets thrown out of the next game. You know, I mean, you just don't know if the kid's going to make it through the offseason. Right. So, people talk about Jake, and Jake's sitting there with a third-round grade. Now, I know he went in the fifth, but that he that was kind of some things out of his control, some things he did do so well in preparation for NFL draft. But when you start talking about you're a third-round pick, and you're like, man, I got to go because next year I might be a six-rounder. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be any good or not. Now, in hindsight – Man, it would have said us up nice, and him as, him as I well. I think Jake – I think if Jake would have stayed and knowing that these young receivers were that good, I think Jake would have probably stayed. Mm-hmm. And Georgia would have been sitting there with a very experienced, a very the most experienced quarterback in college football. Nobody yeah. played more games than Jake Fromm. Exactly so, right. Uh, just see how it would have went, but it would have been interesting. I'm sure that decision shocked Kirby Smart because when you roll the dice on somebody and you think, you know what, I'm going to get four out of Jake Fromm and you wind up getting three – uh, that 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 was all that just really started uh, the way Georgia football and the way the quarterback room played out for a, a while until JT Daniels kind of solidified it. And you got the other guy that says, oh, "I'm just not going to play. I'm going to sit this one out." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. It was yeah. it was one thing after the Man, next. It was, you know, it, was, it was. I was like, "What? What are we going to do this year? <laughs> What's going to happen?" It was crazy, you know. I actually saw I something. What, I tell you what. I tell you one thing. If Justin Fields beats Alabama Monday night, ooh, ooh, I know. it's gonna be a lot. Gonna be a lot of yeah. social media talk. They're gonna be a lot you of know? upset Bulldog fans. Gonna be a lot of upset, and and, and I'll say a lot this. of them upset already. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: Jake Fromm played them twice. Jake Fromm led both games late in the fourth. But at the end of the day, Jake Fromm went zero and two against Alabama, mm-hmm. and that's the measuring stick. Yeah, that is the measuring stick. And so, if Fields can beat Alabama. Fields can't, or if he doesn't beat Alabama. If he doesn't beat Alabama, then you're sitting there and he didn't beat them either, you know, and uh, with a talented roster. But if he does beat them, whew, yeah, it's going to be a lot of chirping. There's going to be a lot. Social media everywhere. I beat. Mean, yeah, this was the guy we should have went with because this yeah. is the guy that beat them. But there'll be some memes. Uh, yeah. We'll, oh, definitely. Well, definitely. Well, I, I think the best part of the whole season was we actually got a season out of it, and uh, and it it actually turned out to be a pretty damn good uh, college football season. The playoffs we have all, been wet, done. You know, the, everything's been good with the playoffs. I, I hated that we didn't get to play. You know, beat up on Tech this year, but uh, but we had a good football season. We did, we did. We it was it was enjoyable, and I and I commend those kids for having to go out. I mean, I can't even. It's like Kirby said; those kids had to. You know, and this is this is every team across the nation. I mean, they, if you ever had your nose swap for the COVID virus, it is it is the one of the most unpleasant things that you can ever do, uh, and to have it done repeatedly, week in and week out, day in day out. I mean, and still, you know, try to keep your whole crew well and uh, and get them out there on the field to practice and and get them ready for game, you know, preparation and and actually get out there and execute in the game. And it's a uh, a lot of those coaches and kids would be commended for that. So. Well, and I think it helped everybody. I mean, it kept our Saturdays normal. You know, it, without college football, it would have been a long fall. And that gave it some normalcy, you know, having that football to watch. Even if you mm-hmm. couldn't go, it's still waking up watching game day or SEC Network and then watching your football sure. games all day. It just kept some normalcy yeah. to it. And that's what that was. I think that was huge for a lot of people. That was medicine for me. It was medicine. It <laughs> no was doubt. absolutely medicine. Oh, yeah. At Georgia High School football, I mean. That, too. Commend, commend those guys. Yeah, and, um, you know to get through the season. I, I'm Dr. Hines, the executive director of Georgia High School football. I stood at the right before Prince Avenue played uh, Trinity Trinity Christian. I stood at the middle of the field a week ago Monday, I guess, and said, Dr. Hines, you, you had some man-sized balls making decisions you made yeah, last May. That's right. And he said, Well, you know. We, Rusty, we needed to have this. He goes, I, I, you know, I left it in everybody's hands, but you know, the people wanted me to cancel it, 
then. He goes, I wasn't canceling it in May, you know, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to cancel it in June. Now, we slowed down some in June, but once we got to July and we kind of got a sense of what we had to do each week, you know, uh, and there were schools that opted out this year. He gave, There was no penalty. You had to pay no fine. You yeah. could opt out, do what you wanted. So uh, kudos to those guys because my Fridays and Saturdays were, were great. Uh, and, look, I don't – you know, we're not going to get political right now, but if we go watch another shutdown, my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I'm not going to stir crazy. I'm right there with you. And we got no football coming up next couple of months. And then, you know, you try to watch basketball or something, there's nobody there. It's just not the same, you know. It's so It's not the same at all. Uh, hey, you mentioned it. You went ahead and said it, so I'm gonna talk about it. Let's uh, <laughs> I, big got big hopes for the Hawks this year. I know Mitch Mitch yeah. does too. So uh, hey, they look they look damn good. They're young. They're fast. Let's see what happens. Well, they uh, they score, man. So they it's do. fun. It's fun. To, I watched a little bit of them the other night, and uh, I thought, man, this is you know. They finally got Trey some help, and mm-hmm. they did. They're 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 doing something. So, you know, if they can get there, it's so much like the NCAA tournament. The playoffs and the NCAA tournament are so much about freaking guard play. Yeah, and if they can just get there, they will be one of those teams where like, man, we don't want to play the damn Hawks. Yeah, I mean, that's right. They shoot that you know they they're just irritating. They're flying down the court. Yes, so pesky I just defense. Yes. Besky, just one of those teams. You're like, damn, I don't want to play those guys. So, I hope they, uh, I hope they, they get there, and I hope they. That's fun. Damn, the city of Atlanta needs something, man. And yeah. that would be great. That would be great to have a, a really good NBA team to keep everybody focused on some other things right now. I've never understood why Atlanta is not the mecca of of of, of basketball. I just don't understand it. And there's so many that live there who won't play there. Yeah. I mean, it makes so no good. sense. Oh, I know a lot of NFL guys, you know, live in Atlanta and crazy, but I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's a huge uh, draw. I mean, they always have a packed draw. house. There's, it's always. I mean, the who's who's nice Atlanta, arena. nice brand new arena. I mean, it. Yeah. I just I don't understand how they couldn't couldn't draw like uh you know some some better talent into. Uh, hopefully, that culture is going to change. NBA is about superstars. We hadn't yeah. had a superstar in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no free agents for sure, and they, and they're not even really talk for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, one of those guys come up like you know, and it's so, it's so media driven too. I mean, those guys want to play in New York, L.A., and Boston, yeah. man. Yep, I've I've kind of hate it because John Collins. I, I like John Collins. I think he's a good he's a good player. He's going to be really good for a long time. But you know, he was out. He played his rookie season, and then last year he he got injured. Hardly. I mean, they didn't have a whole season, but he hardly played at all last year. He's wanting a max contract. I'm like, dude, you hadn't done shit, and we, right. we ain't made it to playoffs yet. You're not, you hadn't made it to an All Star game, yeah. and you want a max contract. But in the NBA, the NBA give it, they give it away, man. They give, it, they give those big contracts away. Smaller. I was like, Tyler, put your baseball down and start working on that jumper. Right, smaller teams, man. <laughs> smaller teams. They get, they got more money to go around. That's I guess. true. That's true. So well, hopefully, guys, they could get him yeah, worked out. Or less guys to pull in from the pot. I should yeah. say. Still, still, you take the same. Salary cap when you buy between twelve guys instead of forty forty eight NFL yeah. roster whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a it's a totally different world. It is. It is. They get man, they get some. It's crazy. I love to hear Charles Barkley talk about the money they made as opposed <laughs> to the guys right. that make the money now. He gets uh, so tore uh, up. It's yeah. hilarious. Oh yeah. Great. Yep. Well, look, um, Rusty man, thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. I know uh, we've all. We're all trying to get back to some sort of normalcy with this, with with everything, and uh, I hope you and your family have a, a awesome 2021. And uh, I look I look forward to you know getting you back in here and talking to you soon uh, about anything, man. I, we'd love to have you on. We just like talking to you, so we can, maybe we get to do some some spring football previews. Hopefully yes, that's cool. there you go. That would be great. There you go. Thanks, Rusty. I, Rusty, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Hey, man. Take care. Tell everybody I said hello. Sure, we'll appreciate it. Thanks, yes, guys. sir. Thank you. All right, bye bye. So that was Rusty Mansell. Always 20, good. Twenty four seven sports. Oh man, Rusty's great. Rusty's a good guy. He's a longtime friend of ours, and he always tells you he, we always get stories from him from uh, guys you watch on TV. He yeah. brings them to life. He does. He does. So yeah, I always look forward he to talking to Rusty. So Andrew, what you got going on for the rest of this week, buddy? Man, working, working and trying to stay healthy. So I hear that's you. about it. 
we we are scheduled to do an interview with uh, the owner of oh yeah the winery yeah Big Door Winery in Cartersville. Look forward to that. Uh, we're gonna we're trying to get that worked out to get that done. Uh, coming up next episode, we had an episode scheduled with Lord Humongous, uh, the professional wrestler. Uh, he had a little couple of issues, and so we had to reschedule with him. So, but we're looking forward to getting him back on or getting him on and, and, and talking about the the wrestling days, right. the good old wrestling days of the eighties. He scared so, me. Dude, I had nightmares. That guy used to scare the piss out of me. If you don't know who we're talking about or you don't remember him, you're not old enough to remember, look up Lord Humongous. He is terrifying. He wore a hockey mask. and uh, he he, He's based off a character off of um, Mad uh, Max. Mad Max, that was it. Yeah, yeah. so. Big, yeah, scary dude. Big, huge Humongous dude a, guy. Yeah, which fits his name well. So. Yep, yep. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to do it for me, man. Hey, man, it was fun. It's always a good time. All right, take care.